This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar, now open on match days. And a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsmith, and with me on the line, first of all, we have Mr. Marriott. Jamesy, oh boy, how terrible are you? Uh, I'm I'm all right. Um, I've just realised, actually. I'm not too sure. Yeah, no, it's just occurred to me because um, it's November now, isn't it? I've, I've, not, it is. tur- I've not turned over to the new, um, to new page on my Tom Daly calendar. I'll have to do that <laughs> afterwards. Damn it. <laughs> and uh, Fudgy, oh boy, um, how terrible are you? I'm I'm all right, Lord Lord's Bravo. Been out of breath because I've just walked up no less than twelve steps, uh, all all in one go, and I'm absolutely buggered. That's I'm, that's I'm quite an achievement, breath. though. You deserve a little round of applause for that. Yeah, Lord thanks, man. Lord thanks, man. I'll, I'll be I'll be expecting to sign a new contract by the end of the week. <laughs> And that's it again, uh, ladies and gents. We've, uh, we, 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 again, we're a bit grumpy old owls here. We've got no young folk on, have we? Saying that, we have, have we really got any young folk? Vic's not exactly what you call young. We can say that now she's not here because she can't hit me or anything at all like that. <laughs> I'll tell are you we, what, um... Lord, you're, you're a couple of sentences there off of getting investigated. Are you? <laughs> are you young? Give Lord Hillsborough a call. <laughs> going to get us done by Ofcom. Uh, I, I, I'm sure I, I couldn't possibly imagine what you're speaking about. Um, <laughs> See, I reckon you, you two are probably too polite to uh, to mention why Vic isn't here tonight, but um, I don't care, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention it. So, um, yeah, it's all been since you went to the Justin Bieber concert last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's been quite poorly, and it's uh, apparently um, Immaculate Conception. That's what's happened. <laughs> One one look at Justin Bieber, and she's yeah. now with child. Who'd have thought? I I thought I genuinely thought you were going to say she'd had a you know she'd vaginally prolapsed or something like that. But I, but a a week funny. a week long wide on she's had. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, that's it. We're going to have to put the E rating up on iTunes again. One week we're going to get away with not putting that that, that rating up there. Um, right, let's quickly move on. For God's sake, I've got all sorts of nasty images in my head. Um, the Derby game, boys and girls. Um, I, personally, as we mentioned last week, I was a little bit worried about this one because Derby have been sort of purring in the background, doing really, really rubbish and just waiting to give someone um, a little bit of a scene to. But to be fair, it wasn't really a scene to that the game was, was it? And before we move on, we really do have to speak about the incident, don't we? Which, yeah. oh, oh. It was clear an ball, clear penalty, clear the chap should have been sent off. Why wasn't it, Jay? Why? Um, I, 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 I mean, 
there are there aren't really any words for it. You know, some sometimes you get what seem to be fairly clear cut penalties, and there'll still be one or two people that disagree. Um, you know, I think Carlos hit the nail on the head when he talked about it afterwards and said, "Find me one person that doesn't think it was a penalty. It was as blatant as they as as they get." Um, and if you know, it, it, what was it like eight nine minutes something like that? If that's given, they go down to. Much. Was it was it something, yeah maybe even earlier than that it was mm. in the first ten minutes anyway wasn't it um, you know if that's if that's given they go down to ten men we have a penalty um, you know we've got a decent record from from penalties of late you would think that fairly decent chance we'll stick it in the back of the net um, and it's a very different game of football but um, it didn't give it and uh, whatever we might say about it. You know, you win some, you lose some. Maybe we were a little bit lucky to get the one at Huddersfield, um, and we didn't get the one at Derby. Um, you know, it, it, it was a, a game-changing decision, I think, in a lot of ways. But it doesn't take away from the fact that we then defended quite poorly for um, for for a couple of goals. Um, Derby weren't fantastic, and. Uh, I mean, they probably deserve to beat us um, due to the fact that we defended so poorly for those two goals. But I thought that we, we played pretty solidly. I don't think it was the shambolic performance that some people have been talking about. We we played some decent stuff. We, we could easily got something out of the game. It was, I, I think you just sum it up as it wasn't our day. Is is there a thing here that the referees, and, and I've heard this banded about a lot in a lot of different games, are referees now managing the expectation of football fans rather than managing the game because yes it would have been a completely different game if six or seven minutes in they've had a player sent off but that doesn't mean you can just get away with anything in the first 10 minutes of the game no. does it that's just no. bang out of order now rules is rules and, and, that, and that's it normally on these sort of decisions on these sort of penalty things and all this sort of nonsense I, i'm one of those people that says you know, these things even out over the season and, and you know, we're just unlucky there, yada, yada. But that one was just bloody rubbish. It was blatant. Do you know what I mean? I mean well, you know, nobody in the stadium was looking elsewhere when when that ball hit that man's, that man's hand. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, however... These things even themselves up at the end of the season, and thank Good God points. we didn't have. <laughs> thank God we didn't have video replay. Have you seen it when they do that? When it, literally a bloke walks up to the side of the pitch with the telly and goes, "Yeah, yeah, you want to have a look at that again, ref? All right, yeah, don't worry, <laughs> it's a right bloody mess." But um, but yeah, you know, that's that's a big one. Uh, however, not the worst experience at Pride Park because um, I think there was one where I think. Uh, it was December, late nineties. Pride Park had not been uh, not been their ground for long, and uh, we lost three nil. It hailstoned it, and uh, it was the worst experience of my life. And I'm, and oh god, what are they going to do with that corner? Are they going to fill? It's cold. Are they going to fill that up or what? <laughs> have we have we ever won there at that stadium? Not that I know of. I think it's been it's been ten years since we won. So I, I'm assuming there must have been some kind of uh, victory ten years ago. I just remember seeing the stat. It's been ten years since we took uh, took. No, it can't have been t- since we took something because we drew on the opening day of the season once, didn't we? So I think it might have been ten years since we've won there. We've we've just got such a bad record there. I don't think I'm going to go again just because we just do so badly. <laughs> it's, it's like pointless. And it's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible. It's all bloody grey and black. Christ Almighty! It looks like it looks like the place where you know the devil himself plays football. <laughs> well, to be fair to Derby, and again, I'm going to stick my um, uh, devil's advocate hat on. Um, the keeper, Scott Carson, uh, had a belting game, didn't he? He really, really did have a cracking game. Uh, he pulled off some some wonderful, wonderful saves, and that has to be said. Um, is it that the keeper had a wonderful game? Yeah. Is it that we didn't finish our chances? Possibly. It's, it's, it's just a yeah, bit of both, isn't it? And it, either way, it's chuffing frustrating. It, it's one of those that um, if we'd have carried on playing until ten o'clock at night, I still don't think we'd have scored. It, it was it was just one of those days, and it it, it wasn't going to happen for us. Um, when when we went in, you know, one down at half time and. You, know, you kind of felt that there was still a lot of confidence about the place and that we you know we, we could still turn this round and um you know quite quickly after the second half started it was just like a nah this is this is not this is not happening today 
Don't know why. It's just not happening. So, you know, it's it's little bits of everything. We didn't get the run of the ball. Uh, we didn't take the chances that we should have taken. Um, we uh, we were up against a, a keeper in, in amazing form and we was robbed. Are we, uh, are we keeping you up here, Fudge? Or <laughs> you, uh, you just rock Sorry, on, Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, oh, shit. Just... I, I was just feeding the cats on Temptations. I, 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 got, I got bored. <laughs> I got bored of talking about Derby. I was feeding the cat for a bit. You're you know what I mean? F- it was me howling. They were doing me heading. It sounded like you were opening a CD case. What the hell are you feeding your cat? Um, this show is brought to you today by Whiskers Temptations. Uh, <laughs> new and improved chicken and cheese flavour. Wow, chicken and cheese. <laughs> I know, he's better than I do, this bloody thing. Anyway, are we still recording? <laughs> so let's put Dabby behind us, otherwise Fudge's cat's going to be the size of a house uh, within 10, 15 minutes or so. And, I swear um... to God, that cat is like five stone. He's the cat age of 60-year-old. And uh, I thought it would be really funny 10 years ago to call him Sportacus after the, uh, the main character from Lazy Town. Because <laughs> I thought, well, here's a show that's going to run and run. Uh a year later, I realised that cats can live up till about 20 year old, and uh, I'm going to be nearly 50 with a cat called Sporticus. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, right, so let's crack on then, shall we? Uh, let's leave Dabby behind us, and uh, let's have a little look at the, the Player of the Month Award. Uh, sorry, James, what are we calling it? Man of the Month? It's Man of the Month, yes. Man of the Month, I apologise. Let's look forward to the, the Man of the Month Award. Um, of course, as, uh, to me, this one was a bit difficult, wasn't it? Because there's been no amazingly standout player, I don't think, but we have had some really good performances all month from a lot of people, haven't we? It's take your pick, isn't it? Because you know, there are a few that you could pick from. I think Tom Lees has been um, pretty good. Sam Hutchinson, a lot of people have mentioned, has been their pick. A lot of people going for Hooper. A lot of people going for Reach. Uh, my vote went to David Jones, who I think the last couple of weeks I've gone on about how impressed I've been with him and how important I think the role that he plays is. I'm not going to through, go through all that again, but um, that's who my vote went for um as to who will actually win i don't know because normally we can predict it can't we i really can't call this one no idea i've got a feeling it might be hutch kevin lee okay it is a weird (laughs) (laughs) normally when we sort of stick the little question out from the uh from the tww cast twitter feed we get sort of maybe one, possibly two answers. This time we stuck it out and we had uh, Will Harry, Dave Jones, um, Alex, Abdi or, or Fessy, um, Jill, Hutch, but then I think she likes Hutch for different reasons rather than footballing reasons. Um, Chris Walters, Hutch, um, Faz, again between Joes and Hooper, um, Andy Bargrant, Cameron Dawson, uh, Blair Hardman, Jeremy Halan. Chuff knows where that come from. Put the drink down, player. Oh boy. Uh, but yeah, there's just such a, a mix of, of players for this one, and it must—it's it's a really, really difficult choice. Um, obviously, James went for um, whoever he just said. Fudge went for somebody different as well. Personally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, it's been a long night tonight. Um, I think Dawson's got a decent shout because he's come in under really difficult circumstances, and I don't think he's done too badly. If I'm perfectly honest. Um, that, yeah, that's that's true. He's not done too badly. Um, but that's almost like the pat on the back award, isn't it? Has he been our best player this month? Well, if you look at the uh, couple of saves he made in, in both of the games, actually, but um, one in the previous match, it was an absolute stunner. And even against Derby, there was two really, really good stops in there as well. Um, and considering the pressure he's been under for a young lad sort of popping into that side, and bear in mind he's our, what, fourth-choice goalkeeper... Yeah, I think he deserves a jolly big pat on the back for it as well. But I, I again, yeah. so does every other chuffer. That's the problem with this uh, this Man of the Month award this time around. It's a really, really strange one. So it's going to be interesting to see who grabs that. Um, of course, the PFA Man of the Month award. Um, we have had a nomination in that as well. Mr. Hooper has been nominated uh, along a flurry of others as well. You think this is deserved, chaps? Well, it's, it's weird because um, when... The um, the SWFC tweet came out asking for nominations for our Man of the Month or Mottum, as I uh, prefer to call it. Um, <laughs> there, um, you know, there, there were various names that went through my head. I've got to be honest, Hooper wasn't one of them, which is probably unfair actually, because he has played well this month and he's had quite a, 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 an effect. Uh, but he didn't he didn't 
kind of spring to mind. Um, and it's weird that he's he he's the one that's got the nomination for this um, whatever it is. Is it football league PFA? I don't know whichever one it is. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I suppose you could argue that it is deserved because he, he he has done a lot. You know, he scored goals. He's had a really good effect on the team. He's worked really hard. He's kept Stephen Fletcher out of the team, which is is no mean achievement. Um, so um, yeah, fair play, fair play to him. I want to know how they decide, though. Is it just based purely on stats? Do they actually have someone that goes to every game and they all get together and talk about it and decide <laughs> on the 10 nominees or however many it is? Do they really? I don't think they do. I think they just I look and go, Hooper scored a few and, uh, oh, yeah, he's ran a bit. Yeah, let's give him a nomination. They probably, they probably do it over Skype like we do. They probably, they probably, <laughs> they do. Yeah, they've probably been talking to each other five years, never met. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I tell you what, actually, with uh, with Super Hooper and a Brown Mary Cooper and a Pulpus Cooper, he um, I thought he was um, he was getting a bit of grief on Twitter. I noticed the last uh, last month about oh, get rid of him, blow the rubbish, and um, and all of a sudden he's kind of stuck it up everybody's backside as if to say, ah, oh, go on then, yeah, boom, booming out, and now all of a sudden he's got himself uh, a bit of an accolade. I say, you know, a, a bit of a a bit of a props, a bit of a kudos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's not he's not won it yet, but you know he will. And um, and I think, <laughs> and I think you know, fair fair play to him, fair play. And I kind of, I kind of want to tap into that. I mean, why, why did some of the fans or a good chunk of the fans start to turn on uh, on Super Gary? It's a strange one with me, Super, isn't it? Going looking back at the actual performance for this month, he, he's what's he's got? He's got against Brighton and he's got against QPR, didn't he? Of course, he's shown us some wonderful face control when it comes to scoring goals as well, but. One of the main games he, he he got plaudits for this month was the, the Huddersfield match, if I remember rightly, because he really worked hard in that game. Really, really, really hard. And maybe that's not something we've seen much of him for. Uh, Carlos, after that game, um, sort of mentioned the strikers and, and the off-the-ball play more than the actual um, when they've got the ball at the feet. And and maybe that's the side of his game that, that really has come on. And again, maybe it's not something that a lot of Wednesday fans have noticed, because... He's running a bit more than he used to. Cause... Well, I, I, see, you see, you say that, but for me, when, when, I, when I've seen Gary Hooper play, his off-the-ball play is what impresses me the most because I, I think he's excellent at, even when he was fat and overweight back when we first signed him, the way he... <laughs> I don't even know if he knows he does it. The way he drifts away from players and pulls defenders out of position, I think he's absolutely excellent at. The way he finds those little yards, just like those, those sniffer strikers like... Uh, Van Nistelrooy used to, or uh, Hernandez, or um, you know uh, Gary Lineker. You know what I mean? Those those areas where you think, Christ, they're really good at finding. That's where the ball was going to go, and and the way he creates space for other players as well. I think uh, I think he's always been great at. I mean, the actual finishing of the ball and sticking the ball in the back of the net. He's obviously got some talent in that as well. But for me, the thing that sticks out from him is that subconscious movement that he's got. Is it subconscious? Because this is always the thing with strikers. Is is, and a lot of people obviously we, we've spoke about until the cows come about new who and, and what he does off the ball and, and bits and bobs like that as well. It, it is clearly something that they work on. It, it can't be something that just appears. Uh, one of the, the sort of things that really winds me up when I'm listening to football or or watching football on the telly, and they'll say, "Oh, he was in the right place at the right time." No, he wasn't in the right jumping place at the right jumping time. That's his job to be in that place when the ball gets there. <laughs> all right, all right, Lottie. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's right and proper. It's like saying to a journalist, "Oh, well, guess what? You were at the football match, right place, right time." No, it's a chuffing job to be there. So that's where you're going to be, and it's exactly the same with strikers. They how, they are very very good at being where they're supposed to be. How how do you feel about the phrase "in and around," Lord H? Oh. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Is that a red rag you're waving at me, old boy? Um... For me, me it's half expect. How do you half expect something? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You you don't. Do you know what I mean? It's like the Spanish Inquisition. You don't half expect the Spanish Inquisition. But there was a, a, a bit of a chat with uh, Liam Palmer in the Star uh, as well this week about um, Hooper in training, and Palmer says he's if you just give him half a yard, he's he's done you and he's away. And apparently, as Palmer says, he's he's fantastic in the box as you've just been describing there, Fudge. But obviously, we don't see a lot of that because 
chances are so few and far between. The, the, the championship is such a good league defensively at the moment. And maybe it is those little qualities that are starting to, to poking out. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I was one of Hooper's biggest, biggest critics when he first came. Um, but even I'm starting to turn around on the fella. So, fair play to him. And of course, whilst ever there's a, a Wednesday player nominated for anything at all, I'm sure the Wednesday fans will get behind him. And <laughs> if, if it's on Twitter, if, if, as long as an Arsenal, fan, Arsenal player not nominated for the same award, I'm pretty sure we'll win that. <laughs> no, I think we got done by the uh, the Middlesbrough one last year for the player of the month, uh, player of this season, didn't we? Yeah, um, that were a, a clear, clear fix. That budget. That absolute bloody fix. It was. They, it, they, was, they, they it was. Should have been ashamed of themselves. They should. They should. Now. I had another point. Hang on, bear with me. <laughs> Are you still tired no, from gone. those stairs? I'm still tired from these stairs. But, uh, I, I'm having, a, I'm having a, a post-work snack here that Eddie would be proud of. So, Eddie, if you are listening, I'm having a bag of carrots with some hummus and I've got some <laughs> Borswan cheese with some uh, crackers. But I had, to, uh, I had to do it a bit weird, so I've gone for large mini cheddars. Borswan. <laughs> what was it you called Eddie last week uh, a couple of weeks ago was it a, a middle class bastard middle <laughs> class bastard I'm sorry I've got a mouthful of mini cherry you caught me off guard there but yeah yeah middle class bastard I'll get the fondue set out later on <laughs> here's a question where would you find all of the following in one place chairs tables beer Vic James more beer Dickie Al Eddie more beer and the rest of the Wednesday week gang that's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar, now open on match days. Um, right then, other Wednesday news for this week. Of course, we've got our wonderful international break coming up, which I know we all really look forward to um, because it's great, isn't it? Um, yeah, but we, should, we should start calling this break the... Uh, the Bannon and Fletcher break. Do you know what I mean? Because, or, or sometimes the Westwood break. Do you know what I mean? I quite like the idea of it being called a Westwood break because, you know, <laughs> it's not like the Wednesday players are getting in the England squad. Let's find a new one. <laughs> well, of course, as you said there, Fudge, uh, Bannon and Fletcher have been named in the squad to play England. Uh, Westwood has been named in the provisional squad um, to play Austria. And, of course, Mr Padil has also been um, picked for the squad to play in Norway. Uh, of course, Bannon and Fletcher... It's becoming a bit of a thing now, this, isn't it? And <laughs> to be honest, I'm right off international football at the minute. It does my chuffing panning. Obviously, we've all seen the nonsense with the poppies, and we'll not get into that because I'll get myself into trouble. Um, but, and you know, it, it can only be good from a Wednesday point of view, can't it? Yes, it gives us a dilemma. I, I, I think that the last two or three times that we've talked about international break we've toyed with the idea of whether or not we should just start following Scotland now because of the fact that we've got two players that play for them um, this is probably not the best international break to be considering this uh, but the thought is still going through my head due to the fact that I don't really give a toss about it um, so um, so I may I may well I may well do that I may well have mixed feelings when I um, when I well I'm going to say flick it on and, and, and watch the game but I probably won't I'll have something better to do like I don't know have a really long well, poo or something, I don't know. <laughs> so keep an eye out for James, in his kilt, in his bagpipes, walking down Eccletor Road in a road near you. <laughs> I'm, I'm exactly the same as uh, as you, Lord H, in the respect that um, I have found myself less and less interested in international football, with the exception of Ireland, and I don't know why, but I enjoy watching Ireland and I enjoy getting behind them. Uh, but yeah, watching England games, the, the last couple, I've got, I've been quite up for them beforehand and thought, yeah, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to get behind them, and then within a matter of minutes, found myself distracted, firstly by my phone, then by like the neighbour's cat walking past the window, then by you know something shiny in the corner of the room, anything basically to to get me away from the um, from from the game because. <laughs> Just, just don't care about it. Really don't. And um, yeah, I don't know. I suppose the only good thing about the international break is it's a weekend off the booze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to try and talk about it properly. Um, I'm going to struggle because I can't. I kind of share James's feelings about that. I um, since the Euros, since I went out there and uh, and witnessed, you know, I got you know Russians running at me with hammers, and I kind of wanted to say. Well, we know, you know, we're all quite different fans. We've just come for a day out. You know what I mean? What are you running at us for? But, um, <laughs> but I found myself over the last few years rapidly declining 
into not being an international football fan, not being an England fan. You know what I mean? I find it tiresome. I find it boring. I, you know, I'm bored of the captain's notes in the paper a couple of days before about, come on, we've got to get behind the lads and three lions this and get in the sea that. No, Christ, it's painful. Now, with a few of the Wednesday players in there, I think that's great. I think it really, like, it, it takes us back to the heady days back when Andy Inchcliffe used to get picked at fullback before bloody Ashley Cole came along and revolutionised the entire position. But, you know, before that, Andy Inchcliffe, <laughs> yeah, go team. But um, my concern is, with it, is that now, we've spoke about this in depth a lot, a, lot, a lot of times before on the show, is that Carlos looks forward to the international break because he plays... He works the players and plays at such a high intensity. He looks forward to the international breaks to give the player a break. And now we've now got two of our better players still, still, you know, still playing competitive. Some could argue higher level football in a time when they should be having a bit of a rest, when everybody else around them is having a rest. Does anybody else see that as a bit of a concern? Yes, and that was a proper point from Dan Fudge, <laughs> by the way. Did anybody hear that? Hang on to your hats, ladies and gents. Chuff a duck. Well, I think Carlos may well share your concerns because, because after the last international break, Kurt Bannon had a little bit of a rest. Um, he didn't seem too pleased um, when he came off as a substitute having a little rest, did he? Because uh, I think it might have caused some friction. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Carlos does share your concern. The, the other big one um, in this international break, if you like, obviously we've all seen the, the Kieran Westwood in, out, is he, isn't he? The provisional squad, and Chuff knows why it's a provisional squad and not just a squad, that uh, Mr O'Neill has chosen for Ireland, includes five goalkeepers in this one. Five chuffing keepers. Do you think he's just taking the mickey? Now, there's only four strikers been picked and five goalkeepers. It's, it's Ireland, though, isn't it? I mean, there'll only be three of them sober on the day. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm gonna play in the goal there. No, I'm gonna play in the goal. No, I'm gonna play in the goal. I'm to, it's a new formation I've got there. We're gonna play with the two goalkeepers there. Uh, love, love, lovely. Can I have another Guinness there? Lovely. Is that racist? Probably. It's, um, it's playful. It's playful. <laughs> I feel like I touched on many a stereotype there. Um, I'm going to pre- note to self, get a better Irish impression. <laughs> well, it has to be said that the Wednesday week are big Irish fans. Of course, James, you said before that uh, St. Paddy's Day is one of your favourite days of the year. And of course, one of the only three, three photographs of Lord Hillsborough that is available online is one in my blue suit, one in my orange suit, and one, oddly, wearing a, um, a rather Irish hat. Um, so, of course, we're huge fans. <laughs> as you do, as you do. I um I have a, a, a and I don't mean like the Guinness ones. I have a proper island hat, like a, an island beanie hat, and I actually have um, an island flag as well, which I wrap round me when Ireland are playing, mainly to keep warm. That's a bit. And, the, and then you put the immersion on. Put immersion on. Get yeah, yourself a lovely the... bath. <laughs> Can't I I, bloody thing, man. Spoke. <laughs> right, so. It was my birthday last week, hence me not being on the show. And uh, uh, Erin Dawes, their parents, bought me a, uh, a shirt for my new job this week. And the cat's bloody playing... Get off it! Chuffing, buggering about with it. Anyway, what are we doing? Are we still recording? <laughs> I like your cat. Your cat's cool. Your cat's he's a dickhead. Cool. Honestly, he's just a knobhead. <laughs> just an absolute knobhead. He just looks like... Do you know where I got him from? I'll tell you what, this is... Yeah. We'll have a chat about Fudgy's cat for five minutes. Because I'll tell you where I got him from. There's a place called uh, Sedgensworth, where the um, the radio station that I used to work on was based. And um, and somebody, you know, said, oh, get a cat for, forget a cat for your birthday, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it for you. I went, yeah, sounds mint. So one of my old colleagues, we drove over this roundabout, went to this, uh, went to this massive, huge, stately home. I mean, it was massive. <laughs> and um, And I thought... Aye, aye, I've got myself a cat with breeding here. You know what I mean? Got myself a lovely little, lovely little, fluffy little cat. Like the one off the front of the whiskers box. You know what I mean? <laughs> one with the little chubby arms. And you go, look at him. And then um, I knocked onto this big door. It looked like, you know, the opening credits of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where he walks up and knocks <laughs> on the door. It looked like that. So and this, this really, you know, stout, prim and proper, straight-back bloke came up. You know, throat like John Shuttleworth. You all right? I went... <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe uh, you got a cap for sale. Oh, you want to go and see the guys in the caravan next to the horses? <laughs> oh. Oh, so, so I walked around to, to their stables, and there's a caravan. So I walked, I walked up. I'm knocked on the door of this caravan. I, uh, I believe you've got a, uh, you've got a, you've got a cap for sale. Oh yeah, just wait there, little minute. So, so they've put, the, they've put the slippers on. They've walked me into the stables. Now in the stables was this, those beautiful little grey cats, like the ones on the front of the whiskers box. You know what I mean? All just Aww. missing. I went, oh, can I get one of them? They went, no, they're all sold. They are. I'm going to get fifty pound a piece for them. Uh, yours is this one, and it was a cage, no bigger than a red bin. Right, and what, and what they'd and what they'd done, they put in a uh, a scoop of straw into the bottom of the uh, into the bottom of the cage for the cat to uh, you know piss on, and um, <laughs> and then and one of the uh, the uh, the Irish family's young girl that was um, that you know that used to play with him every day uh, had put in this this doll, and the cat had absolutely ripped it apart. It looked like. Look like that one from bloody um, Toy Story. You know, the one that hides under the bed, one of Sid's toys. <laughs> like a right bloody mess. And the, and the inside was this, this black furball spinning around like the Tasmanian devil. And she went, day are, there's your cat. And then she, to open the cage, she put on the biggest bloody oven gloves you've ever seen. And just like handed me this, this feisty little furball that went nuts at me and just clung to me throat with these horrible bloody claws. I went... I don't suppose you've got a box for me to take him home in, have you? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. And then went inside and brought me out a, uh, a box for a printer, a Hewlett-Packard printer. <laughs> Just stuck it in that. <laughs> so I've got this vibrating printer box. Got back home and my girlfriend at the time went, I've bought a new printer. And I'm beaming. I went, no, have a look. Open it up. So she's opened this box, clawed her face to bits. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely just attacked her and then ran up the curtains. So that's uh, that's Spodacus there. Wow. I, uh, my uh, horse fighting gypsy oh. cat. Yeah. It sounds beautiful, Ovin. Sounds absolutely marvellous. Um... Sorry, are we still talking about football? Possibly not. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, right, then, ladies and gents, so a little bit of other Wednesday news for this week. First of all, there has been some contracts dished out once again to the, the Wednesday youth. Uh, two chaps, Fraser Preston and Jordan. I'm going to go Lockhart. Lockhart? Lawn chair? Lawn chair. L- Lonsdale. Thank you. Uh, yes, so these two chaps have won themselves uh, contracts. Obviously, it's it's not an easy thing these days to come through a youth team and, and, and be offered a contract from a club. So first things first, jolly well done, chaps, because that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it sort of, I know we've mentioned this a few times this season, but this youth team is really coming along quite strongly, isn't it? Obviously, we've 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 seen Mr. Palmer come through. We've seen, um, I suppose, we can now say officially, seen Wildsmith come through. I was always injured at the moment, and of course, Mr. Dawson um, filling rather big shoes at the moment as well. This is brilliant, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's two ways this can go. A, these chaps are going to fit in lovely into our uh, beautiful up and coming team, ready for when we hit the Premiership. B, we can make a chuff load of money out of them. If not, <laughs> yeah, it's a, good, it's a good way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah. Although, to be fair, you know when these things happen. I'm sorry, I'm just chewing on a carrot, Beverly. And you know when these things happen, and and we have an opportunity to make money. Does anybody else think we're already minted? Don't worry about that. We don't need the money. We just want to get promoted and play Premier League football. Is, is anybody else guilty of thinking that, or is it just me? It's a fair point. It, we're not we're not desperately in need of a cash injection at the moment, are we? No. So every t- every time I said, "Oh, imagine if we how much we'd get for Gary Hooper, and imagine how much we'd get for Forestieri, take the money and run, yada yada yada." No, we don't need the money. You know what I mean? Let's have all the players. Like you know, let's just let's just buy them all. Who's who's good? Yeah, we'll buy him. That messy lad. Mm-hmm. We'll take him. We 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 kind of did that a bit. We abdicated things, and then we sort of run into this problem where we don't know where to put everybody, do we? That that is a, an issue, and then you end up being sort of a, a man city where you've got more players out on loan than you have in the actual normal squad. If you like, have Man City got some, like thirty players out on loan or something ridiculous? I think, I think Chelsea have like got that. more than that, haven't they? Chelsea have is got it, something ridiculous, like it's like sixty something players out on loan or something altogether. It's, it's it's just ridiculous. Maybe we could be like the Championship equivalent of that. 
Maybe we let's sign <laughs> loads of players up to pro contracts. Just loan them all out, just so we can beat Chelsea at something. I mean, going back to <laughs> going back to our earlier conversation. I mean, this in in my eyes, and I'll try not to put my uh, get on my soapbox too much here. But this is one of the problems with international football. We've got all these young players scattered about here, there, and everywhere that don't really get a look in. In my personal opinion, youth football in the UK in general is really shockingly bad and they'd never get a proper chance in a proper cup and properly to grow and then obviously when we do get to uh, an international level there is no what you call world-class players really is there in the the England setup and to me this is probably one of the reasons why but I will jump off my soapbox now and we shall congratulate the two young chaps that have worked incredibly hard I'm sure to receive those contracts and in my personalised after I've said how rubbish everything is um, it, the Wednesday you seems to have been brilliantly I mean obviously we'll not hark on about it we all know about Erste obviously there's uh, Matt Penny back there there's a, a couple of good players just sort of waiting to come through and it's just finding the space and there was a little bit of an article um, in the Star with uh, Carlos speaking to, to our, our favourite reporter Dom Housen in the Star um, uh, about Hello how my he's... name is Dom Housen <laughs> have you seen my videos on the Daily Star <laughs> He's not Jody. That's just. That's just a... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he's Jody. I don't. <laughs> that's, the... <laughs> that's the voice I gave him, and I don't know why. When I see, oh, have you seen that video with him and Rob Statton? Christ Almighty! If those two want to be video personalities, they better get one first. Jesus, Mary Joseph. Anyway, uh, what were we saying? I was on recording. Uh, um, just how, how Carlos had been speaking to to uh, Mr. Housen about uh, obviously he's he's happy to to introduce the youth into the uh, the main squad if you like as long as the quality is there and so far it's proved that it has been hasn't it I mean did he he put, he put Young Hurst on the bench didn't he for um, was it the cup game the <laughs> yes yeah, but... yes uh, yeah the, right, the listen, Cambridge I, I... game he came on as well yeah. I... And he put O'Grady, the young old O'Grady cap, he actually played the entire game, didn't he? He was a youth player as well. Did see that. Also saw that Claude Delner got himself a little run out there. I didn't even know he still played for us. Who's <laughs> that again? Claude, Claude Gilnier. Is he, the one, is he the one that wears silly clothes? He's the one with, he's the, one with the weird YouTube videos, the weird, uh, the weird Instagram videos. <laughs> yes, he did have a little run uh, out against the uh, the Forest team, didn't he? Unfortunately, they did spell his name wrong on the team sheet. So, I must admit, I was a bit confused if it was him or not. But apparently, it was, which is brilliant. Um, right, some really, really super positive Wednesday news this week has actually come from um, Owls Online as well. And that's to be a massive congratulations sent out to these chaps. What they've done here is amazing. So rather than um, sponsoring a, um, a Wednesday player's shirt for the season, um, they had the brilliant idea of buying a, a, an adult season ticket, donating it to Sheffield Children's Hospital, and then asking the club if they would be happy to donate a concessions um, season ticket um, to the hospital as well. So obviously you've got parents and, and children um, that can have a, a day out watching, watching the Wednesday at Hillsborough. Fantastic idea. So... The club have took that away and come back to, to ours online and said, I'll tell you what, we'll go on better. We'll donate another two adult season tickets and three concession tickets. So now there are it's six amazing. tickets Brilliant. that they've donated. I mean, obviously, that wouldn't have happened without the, the hard work of ours online and their members, to be fair, um, uh, even though they do use rather fruitful language when it comes to the Wednesday Week podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't deny what they've done here is absolutely fantastic. And, and that, that idea for that one season ticket, and for the club to turn it into essentially six season tickets is utterly, utterly brilliant. There's going to be some very, very pleased, poorly young children that are going to get to uh, to come watch Wednesdays. Aren't they? That's that's genuinely, absolutely amazing. Now, to pick on a point that you just mentioned there, Lord H, the... Um, the <laughs> Hang on, the, here we on, go. I'm going to do a bit of a segue here. I've, I've, I've just, something's dawned on me. I've had a wine. Missed now, the downsides here. Come on. No, I'll tell you what. It's exactly that that I was about to pick on. Now... On forums such as Owls Talk and um, and Owls Owls Online, you get what we like to call whingers. People what love a bloody whinge. Do you know what I mean? Every time I do that voice, no bloody hell, it's rubbish. That's what I'm doing an impression of. A, a good chunk of those people on those forums. For example, I feel genuinely sorry for these people that go, 
I've got a new chant for Liam Palmer. He's got an old face. He's winning a running race. Something like that, you know what I mean? And <laughs> we'll it's quite good, that. that. I quite like yeah, that. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, you just get a load of people go, no, bloody rubbish. No, it's rubbish. Get on. Who yeah. oh, come up with that? What are you, 12? You know, you get all them. But then I've noticed that they refer to people like us who are quite positive. Um, we've now started being getting called the happy clappers. Have you seen yeah. this on Twitter? Yes. Absolutely. The blo- this is a thing. Bloody happy clappers. Now, uh, why, why is it a negative thing that I would like to remain positive? Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, I, I do believe that there are a, a good chunk of Sheffield Wednesday fans that just like to bloody whinge because they've been there. We've seen it since bloody 60s. It's bloody rubbish. Every year they'll just bloody bugger it up like they did before. You know what I mean? Whereas there's another group of fans, and I, I feel like this is... A lot of them do listen to this show. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that, you know, people on the forums whinge and people that listen to this show are um, are the happy clappers, but I feel that that's the way it's going. Does anybody else get this? Couldn't, could not agree more, yeah. I think that, um, you know, we're... We're, we're yeah we are we're all we are all happy clappers aren't we we're all quite positive about stuff and you know Vic can sometimes have a good old whinge about stuff but you know that's all right that's Vic um, she <laughs> she she provides the the other side to it sometimes and that's good and yeah that's devil's what, advocate that's devil's what we advocate. need isn't it um, yeah but yeah I mean com- compared to some of the uh, the forums and even actually Twitter when Wednesday lose Twitter is it's not a place for people like us. We have to take oh, ourselves I'm, off for, for a good 24 hours because it. It, is, it is taken over by the woe is us, the end is nigh, doom, 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 doom brigade. Um, and, um, and it's a load of shit. There we go. Because <laughs> I, I see people get maligned, you know, for writing something like, listen, we've lost one game and the club is in a hell of a better state than what it was only 18 months ago. Do you know what I mean? A year and a half. We were on our ass. I mean, how long was it when we were getting wound up by the HMRC? Do you know what I mean? And, and people get maligned for, for writing stuff like, listen, it's one game, we'll move on. There were some positives to take. We got done by a crap decision and, you know, we'll move on next week. Bloody happy clappers coming on bloody internet, bloody whinging about bloody... And then they're whinging about us whinging. Oh, God, it, oh, it hurts. It genuinely causes me pain. I think, Honest... I think it straight up gives me a cold when you're just about to go on holiday. That's what it gives me. That's what the equivalent of it is. I'm I'm going to pull the splinters out of my bottom and I'm going to sit on the fence on this one because I am notoriously glass half full. Everybody knows that about good old Lord Hillsborough. I do try to stay as positive as possible. It is difficult sometimes to do that, but I do understand that obviously when we speak on this podcast sometimes we do agree a little bit too much and and there has to be another side to this and and we're not very good at finding that that not too positive side and i have far too many times in the last few weeks said that i'm going to play devil's advocate just to try and put that side across not necessarily that i, I agree with it not in the slightest but uh, the discussion is there to be had and it'd be a very very boring world if we were all the same wouldn't it Boys and girls. So um, I think oh, that, that the was forums... such a middle of the road answer. That yeah, no, no, but, but and, it, it, and... if, if we all agreed on everything, we'd be Switzerland, wouldn't we? To, There'd be just no need for it. To be fair, every, every time any of you mention Atenuiu, I point out the fact that he's absolutely rubbish. Yeah, but you're wrong about that, Jay. You know you're wrong about that. <laughs> so, is that we we don't mind you saying things like that because it's just nonsense. Um, I, I, I think I think for me, it, it's that the players also have access to Twitter, and I personally would like to, um, you know, create a positive atmosphere. You know what I mean? Where where we can say, listen, we know you're trying, lads. Let's dig in next week. I might not even believe that. I might not even think that. But I don't want them to. I don't want to get in their heads. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a small fish. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not a Twitter winner. But sometimes if, if, if the wrong tweet can get to the wrong person, it can get inside their minds. And I don't want something that I've put out onto social media getting in the heads of somebody young and impressionable like Liam Palmer, who's a big Twitter user, for example, him and his old face. <laughs> but he he also might Liam... listen to this podcast. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Liam, I love you, but you you got an old face. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, it's difficult as well because the club will have 
um, certain programs in place to um, to make sure that this doesn't sink into the players. Uh, one of the the biggest things in sport these days is sort of sports psychology, and and this is something that the players are now trained upon, isn't it? And I, I should imagine it's difficult if you sat at home and all of a sudden your phone fires up and you're getting abuse from here, there and everywhere. I get it quite a lot, uh, being a happy clapper. Um, so, I, but again, I don't give a chuff. I don't exist, so it doesn't matter to me in the slightest. Um, but yeah, at the same time, do the players need money coddling from us? They are very well paid for what they do. And part of that is getting a bit of stick from fans. So, again, devil's advocate. Chuff them. They won't. They won't take the slightest bit of notice of what anyone says on Twitter. I, I well, honestly then, don't think they will. I really don't. Reese McCabe deleted his account because of the Sheffield Wednesday fans. Uh, yeah, but yeah. He, was, he was Scottish. You can't. You can't take him seriously. Um, fair, fair no, point. You know, fair um, point. No, it's. I mean, I mean, he. Um, he. He was quite young, wasn't he? And he was. He was. He was one of those kind of. Um, I don't think a nice way of putting it. When when we had a few, you know, proper lads, the Gary Medine Brigade, when uh, when when we had those playing for us, he he was one of those who you know probably probably got loads of crap out in town three nights a week as well. Uh, I think the players that we've got now are, are, are fairly experienced at this level. Um, I think they've all been getting the right training that they need from from managing the off the uh, pitch side of football. Um, and I think they've, yeah, they've probably got quite broad shoulders, and um, and we'll we'll take a bit of stick when they need to, and and not take it too seriously. Thing is, when you're a footballer, does yeah, you know, whatever you do, um, you you're going to get judged for what happens on the pitch, and the only way you could really respond to that is going out next game and proving everyone wrong, isn't it? That's that's the be all and end all of it. Unless you just Absolutely. tweet everyone back, just saying ah, you know, piss off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've always good. thought I've always thought that if if something happened to me where I get you know I'd be high-profile public eye, I'd have to just delete my Twitter account so nobody would go through some old tweets. Do you know what I mean? Because I think... I've, if I've, anybody... I've screenshotted them all, Fudge, just in case. <sighs> oh, you're a genius. You're We're going to make a fortune off of those one day, Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Selling them to the tabloids. <laughs> um, right then, ladies and gents. Uh, next thing on the agenda, of course, we're uh, Ipswich. Uh, Fudge's favourite professional Yorkshireman manager... Mr. McCarthy, Fudge. Badly bloody naked, bloody Ipswich. It's that he's got the same voice as those people that whinge on the internet. It? That's, that's the same voice. It's, it's probably him. It's probably him. bloody rubbish trying to get in his heads. That's where it is. Now, Ipswich are always one of those teams that can cause a danger for anybody. They really are. They can, you know, one week they can get spanked 4 0, and then a week after they can be absolutely magnificent. And. And we know we know Barnsley Mick. He's got he's got uh, I was going to say pedigree, but he's got previous of getting out of this league. So always be wary of Ipswich. Um, I, it's never a foregone conclusion with them. He um, he's under a bit of pressure, isn't he? There were a few protests um, about him at the the last game. Uh, there were a few banners and stuff like that. A few fans that are, are now starting to doubt whether or not he's the right guy to lead them forward. And he's actually been there for quite a few years. He must be. Yeah. Pretty much the longest-serving manager now in the uh, in the championship, is he? Or, or, or 2012 there. or something like that. There or thereabouts, which is a long time yeah. in football nowadays, and particularly for someone so, who is a, a relatively old-fashioned manager. You know, he's kind of out of the uh, the Warnock mould, isn't he? Um, the the you know kind of more of a motivator than a, a, a tactician. Uh, and normally those are the kind of managers that only really last like, you know, a, a season, maybe a season and a half somewhere before all the players realise, hang on, this guy's got no idea what he's talking about. He loses <laughs> the dressing room and he's got to go on to the next crap team and try and get them out of um, trouble. Um, so, yeah, hi, Cardiff. Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> Ipswich probably having a little bit of a difficult time at the moment. They, they only drew against... Rotherham and we're quite lucky to draw against Rotherham at the weekend like what was it 94th minute goal something like that it was deep into yeah. injury time um, so a bit of a difficult time for them might be a good time to play them might not be because if there's going to be a, a, a game that, that he's going to want to get them fired up for it's going to be playing us isn't it so um, yeah we, we will see Am I right in saying that uh, when we last visited Ipswich was that the um, the wonderful camper van trip there James? 
Um, it was, yeah. yeah. It was the first, I think it was the first away trip of, of last season. Uh, yeah, Wenger bus one. Ipswich away, and yes, it was in the camper van, which is he's long gone now. Uh, there's been another one in between which blew up, uh, and um, <laughs> he, he's now on to camper van number three. Did it blow up for engine reasons, or just because what on earth you lot were doing in it? Parking outside Bramall Lane. Uh, which which one? Which the second one? The second one uh, blew up because uh, m- my mate Tom Blessing didn't realise that vehicles need oil putting in them every so often, and if you don't, <laughs> then they blow up. Well, I tell you, I tell you what probably happened. Tom is quite an outspoken vegan, and he probably put vegetable oil in it. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, they they have got some rather dangerous players, Ipswich as well. Of course, we, we saw that against Rotherham with the the ninety fifth uh, strike from the Goldwick, because it was a, a cracking strike actually. Um, and uh, again, a Barzalmic side, we are going to get lumped in the air, are we, with this one? Yep. And Freddie Sears always scores against us, doesn't he? Always, every chuffing time. And one of the things that has been a little bit worrying, even at the Derby game, um, Forestieri. Loving space, of course, but he does seem to be losing the ball rather a lot in the middle just at the moment, doesn't he? Is that a bit worrying? Especially if we're going up against a side that's going to happily kick him into the air. Yeah, I, I don't. Are we opening a little bit of a bag of worms here? Because um, I, I think you could argue that Forestieri at the moment is not quite himself um, and has not been firing on all cylinders as we've, uh, I, I, you know, the, the fessy that we love and know is not quite there at the moment. And I'm not really sure he's been there all season yet. It's, it's not quite really fallen into place for him. But I still It's think all that bloody contract bollocks. He's ruined <laughs> his ruined team, he's bloody rubbish. I think what's happened there is clearly Forestier has read one of Fudge's tweets and he's put him right down there. He's bumped him out. He's bumped him out. He's he's, oh, he's he's read something where I've you know slagged off slagged off Southern Rail and he's gone, Do you know what? Why am I not in the South anymore getting on them trains being pissed off about it? Bloody hell, fire! I, <laughs> well, I think this week all the happy clappers on Twitter should send a Forestieri a message saying how much we adore him and see if we can get his, uh, his, his fuel tank for football up and running again. Hashtag oh happy day. Oh happy Forestieri. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and let, let's not forget as well with Ipswich, by the way, they've, they've seen to strengthen their squad, they, they've looked at a player and gone, we need this guy in order to make our team better and sign Giles Cork. Now, <laughs> come on. Come on, Barnsley Mick. That's, that is a crap signing. Now, we used to think that you were capable of beating us. Now, you, you've ruined it. You've ruined it. You've ruined it, Mick. Now you said that, Fudge. Um, of course, Victoria and her, her marvellous, marvellous mother, Babs, who we all love and adore, and Victoria won't let come on the podcast, actually met Giles Coke the other day at a, a function. And um, Giles Coke was kind enough to record us a, a lovely little bit for the podcast. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I No, this is true, isn't it? Because he recorded a thing saying, my name's Giles Coke and I listen to the Wednesday week. However... I think that we're quite safe in the knowledge that he probably doesn't, <laughs> so he's unlikely to uh, to hear this bit. Is he really? Yeah. All right, so so before we play this audio, please play a moment of silence for Giles Coke, who was terrible for us and has a very large forehead. He's uh, he's also blocked Lord Hillsborough on Twitter. The only and... place to ever block Lord Hillsborough on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he, he blocked him on Twitter and uh, in no way looks like one of the new incarnations of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with his mask off. You know what, if he has a rubbish game now, Fudge, tweet him, get him down. Yeah. Use your magical... He's, down he's the... Surely he's not actually playing, is he? Is he, he, is, is he getting in the team? They've got, they've got a couple of other um, kind of former Wednesday players, albeit only lone players. They've got David McGoldrick still plays for them, although... I'm, I, I, he's not banging in the goals anymore, is he? He had one good season well, for them and... and nothing, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. When... when... When he signed for Nottingham Forest, they dubbed him David McGoldrout, which I thought was one of the greatest nicknames since one size for Fitz Hall. Now, <laughs> those are some really good nicknames. But yeah, David McGoldrout, not very good because he doesn't well, score goals. So maybe instead they'll play their other um, striking option, which is Leon Best. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd stick with McGoldrick. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, 
Maybe you've passed your driving test. Or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 01423 6121. Um, right then, ladies and gents, um, last few little bits for this evening. Uh, Victoria, although again, she's not here because she's recovering um was actually well enough to do uh fan tv as well she was on the telly wasn't she for us oh she looked in, good in, didn't she i was doing a delicate state bless her oh bless her and <laughs> a prolapse vagina she looked good she, i thought she looked great i mean christ she you know i didn't i didn't watch it it looked boring but there were too many females <laughs> on it for me but you know it looks she looked good I thought Victoria was marvellous. She put up some wonderful, wonderful points. And if you look very closely, ladies and gents, you'll see Vic's muff in the background as well. Yeah, and of I know it's that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a little look, you'll see Victoria's secret podcasting studio. And there's all sorts of little bits and bobs on the shelves behind Victoria. Um, quite a lot of Wednesday bits and bobs, quite a lot of um, Sheffield in general bits and bobs. I'm not sure if the fish tank was still there as well. Didn't those fish... Passover. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope they're not still in the tank. I can just imagine, just imagine Vic there going in to feed them every night. There you are, fishes. Here's another cracker. Come one day you'll eat it. Well, just these dead corpses floating on the top of the water, like you know what I mean. <laughs> if I actually, Vic's fish are the equivalent of Norman Bates's mum in Psycho. <laughs> They've probably got lipstick on if you get close enough. <laughs> Um, right then, ladies and gents, do you chaps have any Wednesday news for this week? I I, I have no news, but in keeping with our um, what what is is now very much a tradition, uh, grumpy old owls time, and I think we all just about qualify to take part in uh, in this. So I'm going to take you back to something that happened 27 years ago today. Bearing in mind we're doing this on on the Wednesday, the Wednesday evening. And we shall now spend the next 10 minutes talking about how wonderful this person is. Uh, 27 years ago today, we signed John Sheridan. Oh, Oh. Johnny, Johnny! Big Shez. When we we went to the um, Class of 91 reunion, I had no idea he was that mank. (laughs) For for an Irishman, he's very, very mank. He's very mank. I thought he was going to do one of those wide gates like Liam, Liam Gallagher. All right, so I can. Yeah, not so bad. And so Roley's in the corner. He's going to go on scouts now for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, it was a bit. It was. It was definitely northwest, wasn't it? But it was very muddled in terms of um, of, of of which bit. It got more muddled the more drunk he got, and. Um, he did get quite drunk, to be fair to him. He, he did have a fair old bit to drink, didn't he? He was, and, and, he was It will remain one of the, you know, what, whatever happens in my life now, one of the highlights of it will be interviewing John Sheridan when he was absolutely smashed. <laughs> <laughs> my, fa- my favourite bit of the evening was uh, not meeting David Hurst. It was just when, halfway through, David Garrido was doing this beautifully prepared uh, presentation and halfway through over the microphone that did not d- dim down. Osti! Oh, we're going for piss. And then he just got up and went to the back of the room through everybody and just squirted one out and then came back. I don't know why, but I thought that would mint. No, it's got to be said, Chez was one of the, the, the greatest midfielders certainly I've ever seen play for the club. Um, it's been said, Tam, even Ursia said, if he just had a little bit more pace, he'd have been a world beater, wouldn't he, Shed? He really, really would have been. Well, I mean, he he, he wasn't far off, was he? He was, he was a world-class player. Um, and you know some of the goals that he scored. I always remember that that free kick against was it Luton where he absolutely flicked the ball up and and volleyed it from from twenty odd yards or whatever it was. Stunning goal. And and I mean there were plenty of them. The the, the touch um, that that guy had was just sublime. And um, he did things with a football that I don't think I've really ever seen anyone else do. A, a, just a superb footballer. Um, and um, you know, a, 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 a real great player at a brilliant time for our football club, um, and it, it was it was actually really nice. I know we, we we joke about how how drunk he was, but you know how much how enthusiastic he was at the class of '91 reunion. It's obvious that that period of his career meant a lot to him, 
Um, yeah. You know, that was, it was a it was a big deal. And he was the one that was proper kicking off about the uh, the other players that hadn't made it on the night and stuff. Because, yeah. you know, he, he obviously really, really cared about that, that team was, and that group of players. He was genuinely angry that, that a few players had not turned out. And I, I remember that. And, and you could say, you could tell. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.